You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Steal at the Golden Knights line. Here's Kadri looking for Sharon Govich. Couldn't get him the puck. And I was stretched past the stone. He shoots. He scores. Captain Mark Stone, the hero in overtime in Las Vegas tonight. He scores his second goal of the game and gets the game winner 111 into three on three as the Golden Knights battle back and beat the Flames by a final score of five to four. One of the biggest tests of the year for the Calgary Flames Tuesday night in Vegas. Rookie goaltender, no Chris Tanev, but lots of fight despite a 5-4 overtime loss. They've now got one game left on this three-game road trip to try to salvage a victory. Welcome in to another edition of Sportsnet Today. It's Logan Gordon along with you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in beautiful Calgary, Alberta. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Cracked Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls, they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement, and you can visit them at dlbasementsystems.com. 5-4 in overtime, your final score. Two goals from Yegor Sharangovich. Another outstanding night from Nazem Kadri, Martin Pospisil, and Connor Zeri. But again, star power shines through for the opposition. As you heard from Derek there, Mark Stone. A power play marker in the third period and the OT winner. And that's the difference between the Calgary Flames and the Vegas Golden Knights. Now just one stop left in Minnesota before this road trip comes to an end for the Calgary Flames. We'll chat all things Flames and Golden Knights coming up in just a few moments. We'll also go back to Vegas and hear from a couple of uh, members of the team post-game, including Blake Coleman, his exclusive chat with Pat Steinberg on the Flames Talk post-game show, as well as getting the thoughts from the head coach, Ryan Huska. And still to come on the program today, it is a Wednesday. we got a couple of regulars for you here on Sportsnet today. Andy McNamara, our fantasy football guru. Kicking things off a little bit later on this hour, if you have questions for Andy, 960-960. I know fantasy football playoffs starting for a lot of people this week. So if you've got questions, you can start sending them in on the fan feedback line ahead of uh, our chat with Andy McNamara. Also later on, we'll go around the NHL with Ailish Forfar. Our pal from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. Blues make a coaching change last night. We've seen some interesting suspensions of late across the NHL. We'll dive into uh, a little bit of everything with Ailish a little bit later on. But a quick reminder, that fan feedback line 
as I mentioned, open to you at 960-960. If you're listening live, feel free to shoot us a text. How do you feel about the Calgary Flames after two games on this road trip? Is the path becoming clearer for Craig Conroy? What do the Flames do with Dustin Wolf? We'll get into all of that as the show rolls on. But my outstanding producers on this Tuesday as well, or excuse me, on this Wednesday. Get ahead of myself. Cam, slamming the table over there because I said Tuesday. Turn your mic on. There we go. It's on a news place. We're moving around no. mountains. You're upset I said Tuesday. It's okay. I forgive you. Days of the week are hard. They are. Uh, those are my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor. If you're lucky enough, they'll reply to some of your texts at 960-960. Yes. We start with the Flames and the Golden Knights. And Tuesday's show, getting you set for this one, was all about the test in front of the Calgary Flames. No Chris Tanev, perhaps your most solid defensive option on the blue line. Rookie goaltender, back-to-back after a heartbreaker in Colorado. And I liked a lot of what the Calgary Flames brought to the table against the Vegas Golden Knights. I know the result isn't there. I know the loser point doesn't really help you all that much digging out of this hole for a team that's now 11-14-4 on the season. But you cannot fault this group on effort, on fight back, any of it. They they just continue to battle in games against top-flight opponents and... It's a really encouraging sign, and I think it sets a a good precedent for the youngsters on this group, whether that's Connor Zary or Martin Pospisil, and you know sooner rather than later, um, uh, Jacob Peltier will be in the mix there, and I'm sure Matt Coronado will come back, and I think it's just a very positive outlook for the Calgary Flames to have that sort of fight in their game, despite, as we've talked about, maybe not having the talent to match up with some of the best teams in the league, I think more nights than not, we're understanding that this team isn't going to roll over. They're not going to just give up two points on any given night. And that's a drastic change from last year. I know people hate going back and looking at the past, but I mean, how many games last year did we see that kind of fight back from the Calgary Flames? Not many. Way too often in games last season, if it got to 2-1, if it got to 3-1, you knew what was going to happen with the game. And yes, the overall result isn't great. They lost the game. I understand that. And At the end of the day, that's the most important thing for this group right now. But you have to give them credit for fighting and battling against a very good Vegas team on the back half of a back-to-back with no Chris Tanev and a young goaltender in Dustin Wolf between the pipes. I thought they were full marks for their effort last night. You lose a game in OT to a good team, but I think you can go to bed last night if you're the Calgary Flames knowing, uh, for the most part, everybody left it out on the table. Of course, that's uh, a consolation prize. One point doesn't always... uh, Make you feel great if you uh, lost the game. And that's kind of the sentiment Blake Coleman has. He joined uh, Pat Steinberg on the Flames Talk postgame show uh, exclusively here on Sportsnet 960 uh, for his thoughts following the game last night. And 
always like to hear from Blake because as I've told you a few times, he's one of the more honest guys, uh, very upfront with the media, calls it like he sees it. He's been playing great hockey of late, uh, and he talked to Steinberg following the game last night and his thoughts following a loss to the Golden Knights. Blake, really appreciate the time. Uh, how, how do you feel about that one? Does that feel like a, a gutsy point earned despite the final score tonight? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, obviously back-to-back and two really tough buildings and two good teams. And, um, you know, I thought everyone fought hard tonight and gave gave what they had left in the tank, obviously, with the travel and um, altitude, things like that. We've been dealing with the last 48 hours. I thought it was a good uh Good effort. Obviously, uh, you'd like to hold that lead and come away with two, but uh, you know, look at the positive here, and and you know, we'll leave here with a point. Overall, Blake, when you talk about what was left in the tank, how uh, how much of a battle was it for the group tonight? I know you don't make excuses, but how much uh, how much of a fight was it tonight? No, I mean, no excuses. Obviously, you know, we we come into this game expecting to win and and uh, expecting to put put out a good effort, and um, you know, half is true. And I think you know. You could see the guys were were battling a little bit with uh, their legs and things like that, but you know, I thought it was a good, smart road game. Um, got some saves when we needed them, some timely goals, and then just, you know, we got to grow as a team and, and find ways to, to hold on to these third-period leads and, and even uh, build on them uh, would, be, would be the better scenario there. What was the uh, belief level like? Uh, William Carlson gives Vegas their first lead late. It's 4-3. What was the belief level after you pulled the goalie and, and went up six on five? Uh, does it feel like uh, – was it still pretty positive on the bench? Well, obviously you're not happy at that point. You're uh, frustrated giving up another another third-period lead and, and letting them take the lead. But, um, you know, obviously to our group's credit, you know, we've proven time and time again this year that we're never out of a game in the third. And um, obviously it's a, a big-time goal to, to send it to overtime to get that point and uh, some, some good composure from the group that was on the ice. Final thought for you, Blake. Really appreciate the time. You, you get the day off tomorrow, and then you wrap this road trip Thursday in Minnesota. Kind of what's important between now and when you drop the puck on Thursday? Well, you just got to use your time the right way, obviously. Um, back to back, and we get the day here to to recharge and recover. And um, you know, we're all pros here. We'll we'll make sure we take care of ourselves, and um, we got plenty of time to to be full go and and pick up uh, a really big two points to get back on the right foot here in Minnesota. Blake, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. Good luck on Thursday night. Hey. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. That's Blake Coleman with Pat Steinberg on the Flames Talk post game show. Uh, exclusively here on Sportsnet 960. And, yeah, I think Blake laid it out pretty great there if you're a Flames fan that you're never happy to to lose a game, but they've proven time and time again, as Blake said, that they're not going to give up on games. They're going to continue to fight. They don't really care what the circumstances are. It would have been very easy for that team with all of the stuff that we talked about, the rookie goaltender, the no Tanev, all that stuff, to have a really bad night last night and just sort of chalk it up as a loss on the calendar, but they didn't do that. They continued to to battle back, and like I said, I don't know if it's a permanent thing. I don't know that it's going to lead to this team being in a playoff position, as, as I know some people are hopeful still that this group can be there, but hey, it's it's a heck of a lot more interesting to watch Flames games now than it was a year ago, knowing that this team is going to 
to battle and is going to try their hardest on a night-to-night basis. That's not to say that there aren't areas that can be improved. The power play is still an issue. There were a couple of players last night I thought didn't have their best game for the Calgary Flames and could have been pulling on the rope in the right direction but weren't. But for the most part, I mean, I don't know. Just given everything we've talked about, hard for me to come on here and and really rag too hard in an OT loss 5-4 to the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's get the head coach's thoughts. Ryan Huska, quick post-game availability in Vegas. Uh, his thoughts following his team's loss to the Golden Knights. I thought we worked like in this situation coming off uh, you know, a tougher game last night where we gave up three in the third period. Uh, I, I thought we were competitive all night tonight. The for me, the difference, of course, when you look at it at the end of the day is special teams. Like They scored two on, on their opportunities and we weren't able to generate anything, but I, I'm, I'm not faulting or, or not unhappy with the way we competed or worked tonight. How do you balance that then with the, the work and obviously the result? Uh, you know, There's some disappointment in there, but, but the work and the, and the effort. There. Yeah, there should be disappointed. I mean, you're, you're playing to win, um, but you can't lose sight of the fact that um, pretty much to a man, they came to play tonight and they stayed with it even you know it doesn't look very good they stay with it right to the very end right now uh, found a way to tie it up and at least get a point out of this what can you say about Diego he comes up with two big goals obviously the tying one but um, you know what he's given your group here as of late he's kind of finding his game I think you know players come over in a trade it takes them a little while to adjust to new settings new teammates the way we operate and do things around here um, and he's got a good skill set so I, I think he's starting to feel comfortable with who he is in our team it seems like the shot, obviously, uh, it's been kind of a weapon for him here as of late, too. Or, yeah. you know, seeing him kind of being able to use that to his advantage as yeah. much as possible. For sure. And we just like to see him keep using it. I thought his game was fine. He made some, some saves at, at some times for us. Um, you know, I know he'd probably like to have one or two of them back, but I, I thought he was, he gave us a good game tonight for sure. That's the head coach, Ryan Huska, post game. Tuesday night following his team's 5-4 loss in overtime to the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's one of the big questions now heading into the last game of this road trip. Who gets the starting goal for the Calgary Flames, Dustin Wolf or Dan Vladar? I've been starting to think this the last couple of outings for, for Dustin Wolf, and I wonder how hard that conversation is going to be for Craig Conroy and the management staff to go to Dustin potentially when Jacob's healthy again and say, look, we appreciate what you did coming in while the guy was hurt and thought you played really well, but you're going back to the Wranglers again. Every time I've seen Dustin, whether in person at the Saddle Dome or watching the games on TV, he looks like an NHL goalie. He looks like he's ready for this opportunity and he's ready for this Next challenge, I know he gives up five last night and the stat line won't be won't be great. It's an eight seventy two save percentage, but I mean I thought he was I thought he was rock solid for the group in a really tough spot. I've liked every single outing for the most part that he's had this season as a member of the Calgary Flames, and I just wonder the more we see him, the more I wonder how hard that conversation is about sending him back down to the Wranglers when, at least in my view, it's pretty clear this is the right spot for him at the NHL level and at the NHL um, competition on a day-to-day basis. We'll see what happens, though. Jacob Markstrom 
was back practicing with the Calgary Wranglers today. So that's good news for him. Sounds like he will be close to a return. I know Pat mentioned it on the postgame show yesterday. Hard to see him jumping in on this road trip uh, Thursday in Minnesota, but perhaps as we look towards the two-game homestand coming up for the Flames Saturday and Monday games with Tampa Bay and then the Panthers in town on Monday, perhaps you you could see Jacob Markstrom back as he's uh, clearly on the verge of a return uh, if he's out there practicing with the Wranglers and getting set to get back into game action after fracturing a finger in his blocker hand. So we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, uh, Flames game day Thursday against the Minnesota Wild. They will try to pick up a victory on this three-game road uh, road swing. Some of your texts at 960-960. The fan feedback line is always open to you. Uh, Some of your texts right now. Uh, From Chris in Glamorgan. Great to watch the team developing, but I can't help but think they're one year behind on developing these kids, and it shows they have the effort and spark of skill, but they lack the discipline to hold on to a lead. I'm worried we'll never trade the expiring contracts or picks, though. Ownership is too worried about attendance to look to the future. I don't get that feeling, Chris. And I know there, I look, I've, I've been in this city. I've been a Flames fan. Uh, I've been right in the middle of it forever. And I can totally understand the trepidation that so many people like you have about them not moving on from those UFAs. I don't get that feeling with Craig Conroy and his management staff. I really don't. I don't think there's any, like, if it's not a a cut and dry, we're a playoff team and we can make some noise, I don't think this is the management staff that's going to cling on to those UFAs and try to convince themselves that they're a playoff team or that there's something that they're not. I think Craig Conroy has a very good grasp on what his team is and what direction uh, they need to go to right around the 30 game mark. I think it's pretty clear right now where this group is. I don't, I don't get that same worry. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't have that same feeling. Uh, this text says, uh, so was all of that about uh, Tana being injured? What was all that about Tana being injured and Wolf being young? Can't possibly have anything to do with zeros across the board from Huberto again. And as far as not being able to fight back last year, the same underachieving vets who tanked on Sutter have chat GPT preparing new excuses for the spring. Uh, this one says the Knights probably would have won 8-4 if it wasn't for Dustin Wolf. Flames need to find a new way to close out teams in the third. On the opposite side of that, this text says, no, it's not. He's too small. If that was a taller goalie, Stone wouldn't have scored. And there's this text. Our defense is like defense in the third. Where is the D? Um, first of all, it's a great reference. Uh, second of all, look, the, the I don't think this is a question of, of too small for Dustin Wolf. I mean, I don't... Some of those, that goal by Mark Stone, I think, beats most goaltenders, not just uh, Dustin Wolf. And as far as fundamentals, athleticism... All that sort of things. I I think Dustin Wolf say an everyday NHL goaltender. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but and you can have your opinion on it as well. But I I think that he's he's shown everything so far. I would start him Thursday against Minnesota. 
We'll see what the group does. Uh, they've got a day off today as they get set for that final game on the road trip. There is NHL hockey and some news and notes to get to on this Wednesday. Five games on the NHL schedule. Starts at 5 o'clock with the Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens. You've got the Ducks and the Islanders. Bruins are in New Jersey to take on the Devils. By the way, Boston putting uh, Jacob Zaboral on waivers today as they look to find a new home for the former first-round pick. Uh, Sabres are in Colorado to take on the Avalanche. And it's the Jets and the Kings, your late matchup tonight at 8.30. Want to uh, also pass along some news. I mentioned Zaboral on waivers today. Uh, Also have Jeff Merrick reporting from the Jeff Merrick Show here on Sportsnet 960 uh, that Bruce Boudreau is in the mix to coach Team Canada at the Spangler Cup. And Mike Russo reporting from The Athletic, uh, the Minnesota Wild agreeing to mutually part ways with Chris O'Hearn. He is the right-hand man to Bill Guerin in the Minnesota Wild organization, their assistant GM since 2019, and their chief contract negotiator. So, some news and notes around the NHL on this Wednesday. Uh, five games on the board. No Flames, of course, they're back in action on Thursday against the Minnesota Wild. That's an early start on Thursday, by the way. So Flames warm-up will get going with Pat Steinberg at 5 o'clock. Puck drop at 6 o'clock with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan. Going to turn our focus over to football next. If you're in uh, fantasy football world like I am, Playoffs probably begin for you this week, which means I'm assuming a lot of people have some questions for our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara. He's coming up next. Start getting your questions in now at 960-960. Do you need start-sit advice? Are you looking for a streaming quarterback? Do you need a defense for the week? Any and all of your questions will be answered next. Andy McNamara, his regular Wednesday spot, another edition of Ask Andy around the corner. When Sportsnet Today returns on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Another Wednesday here on Sportsnet Today means another edition of Ask Andy with our next guest, Andy McNamara, our fantasy football guru, ahead of week 15 in the NFL. Kicks off with Thursday night football between the Chargers and the Raiders. That's all kind of gross. Saturday, you got three games, full slate of Sunday matchups, and then Monday night, the Eagles and the Seahawks. No teams on by this week, and for many people, it's the beginning of the fantasy football playoffs. So great time to chat with our pal Andy McNamara this afternoon. AMC, how are you, pal? Logan, I'm doing good, my man. How are you? I'm doing great, um, except for the fact that I'm a Chargers fan and I have... Very few All things right. to be positive about. But uh, outside yeah. of that, I'm doing great. Easton Stick, who's with me? <laughs> yeah, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Literally nobody is with that. Krusty the Clown groan. Yeah. That's what I, that's that what I want great. on a Thursday night is Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. Oh, that's that's disgusting. Now, in fairness, we were calling for like a 6-3 game last Thursday, and the game still was terrible, but at least it was higher scoring between the Steelers and uh, Patriots, and I was filled with glee when, um, when the Patriots beat them. So, you know, maybe we'll be surprised. Fingers crossed, because uh, right now it doesn't look – Overly positive. Uh, good news today to start off the uh, week of fantasy football. Justin Jefferson says he's playing Saturday against the Bengals despite a chest injury. Uh, that's got to be good news for a lot of people, AMC. 
Well, it is. You got to put Justin Jefferson in your lineup. Of course, you'd prefer a um, uh, more stable quarterback situation, and you got to be a little spooked, right? Came back from the long layoff, left the same game, said he's going to play. Well, what does does having Nick Mullins in there mean for Justin Jefferson? That's the real that's the real wild card, and that is going to decide. I I bet uh, quite a few fantasy uh, games, fantasy outcomes for the season, if it is the playoffs for your your league, right? Like. Is it is Nick Mullins? Um, I would think he would try to funnel it to Justin Jefferson. Everyone's going to know that. Does that get done? That's going to be the question. I imagine we're going to see a lot of quarterback questions uh, on today's edition of Ask Andy because yeah. CJ Stroud is in concussion protocol. Uh, oh. We know that uh, we just talked about Justin Herbert being out for the season. There's uh, going to be a couple of players in fantasy football leagues, Andy, that are going to an option they weren't hoping to go to for the start of the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what? As Put this on the I never thought I would say this in 2023 card. Joe Flacco is a relevant fantasy option this week, people. <laughs> I, can you, like, the things you didn't don't think you'll say. Joe Flacco, 38, oh. 11 months off his couch. Yeah, like, Logan, I he, Joe Flacco said this for real. He ordered Sunday ticket. Like he was watching <laughs> NFL games at home. Like he was, that was his plan. And you know, I, I hope he gets a partial refund or something, but like Joe Flacco is a better fantasy option than some of the ones out there. And that is just so crazy to say. And you know what, Andy, and I know you know this better than anybody as the, the Browns diehard that you are. He's looked really good the last couple of yeah. years. Just a solid vet that understands what managing the game is and when to take those opportunities. He sure has opened up the field for a lot of those Browns uh, options offensively. Oh, sure. has David and Joku, two touchdowns last week. Come on now, right? Making Elijah more real-life relevant, fantasy relevant, not not quite, but um, it's a case where, yeah, he's a veteran guy. He's not afraid to throw the ball away. There's a perfect case in point of that last week where play broke down. He read it within like one and a half seconds through the ball away. Nope, done reboot big completion right you just he's not mobile but he's he's that that kind of tom brady shifty right you'd never call tom brady fast or uh mobile but in the pocket they can evade pressure they can escape they can be slippery and that's what joe flacco has been doing and we'll see this bears defense with montez sweat is uh is an interesting one with a browns team that is on their third string right tackle and second string left tackle yeah, we're going to have to see what, uh, what that one comes. I imagine we'll get some Flacco questions. I already see a couple of them in there on the inbox. Oh, at, I love it. At 960-960, Ask Andy's coming up in just a few moments. I know you've already got some questions coming in, but if you've got more of them, uh, start sit options. Do you need quarterback help? Are you streaming in defense? Is there still interesting names on your waiver wire to pick up? Anything you've got for Andy McNamara, send it in to 960-960. We'll get to another edition of Ask Andy coming up in just a few moments. Um, Josh Dobbs out, Nick Mullins in for the Vikings. Uh, how do we feel about that as a potential fantasy option if you need a quarterback? Uh, it, it was time for Josh Dobbs. Like I said on the show, you know, when everyone's going Josh Dobbs nuts, nice guy, nice story for the time, but eventually these guys get proven why they're backup quarterbacks. And we've seen that. Like Josh Dobbs has done enough to earn himself a nice backup job somewhere. 
right? He's exactly what you want for a backup. Come in, can win you a couple games, can keep you competitive, but eventually you get exposed and figured out. And that's what happened. So now with the Vikings, who inexplicably, almost in spite of themselves, are, are still in a playoff spot, um, now turn to Nick Mullins, who certainly doesn't give you the mobility, has been able to be competent in the past, has been able to be kind of a dink and dunker distributor of the football. Um, I'm not wowed by it. I don't want to play Nick Mullins as my fantasy quarterback, but do I think he could do enough to keep Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson fantasy relevant? Yeah. And maybe it's a fact too, that since he isn't as mobile as a, as a Josh Dobbs, you won't have to worry about him making plays with his feet to take away fantasy options. And instead, can maybe uh, just get the ball to his playmakers, which is good for fantasy players who own those guys. Uh, I'd love to ask you about this. It's away from the fantasy football side of things, but uh, he walked back the comments a bit this week, but what was your initial reaction to uh, Patrick Mahomes reaction to the officials following that chiefs game? My gosh, Logan, like, is there more, was there a worse look of a spoiled brat? Nope. Just a spoiled whiny brat. And he made his, yeah, made his apology, whatever. Okay. Look, this is like, what I don't understand is, one, it was a penalty. Two, the official didn't tell you it was a penalty. I know sometimes that happens, but uh, that, that's on you and, and Kadarius Tony, who's just a disaster. Just a disaster of a player on and off the field. And you're complaining about that? What, because you're the Chiefs? You're Pat Mahomes? You expect everything handed to you? Pat Mahomes has not had to overcome any adversity, Logan, any in his whole NFL career. Drafted in the first round, Alex Smith selflessly, to his own detriment, cost himself his job coaching him up and mentoring him and has never had to play a road playoff game. Well, maybe now you do, Patty. Everybody lauding the flowers with Taylor Swift and, oh, look at that. Now you got some adversity. You look like an idiot. You're flailing. And I wonder this also. Not that, you know, Patrick Mahomes has done everything, earned every honor you can do. But I wonder, Logan, if the team sees this adversity and is like, he's panicking. This is not, not, not a stable situation. You have some adversity. The first thing you do is panic and act like that. That's a bad feel for a locker room. I'm very interested to see how the Chiefs as a team respond to it this week. Yeah, they don't feel like the same kind of Chiefs team that we've seen the last couple of years. Hey, they're 8-5. and five. They're going to win that division most likely unless Denver continues yeah. to make things interesting. But, you know, they're I was playing the just, Patriots too. Yeah, like, so good, good yeah. week for them probably. But I was with you. I was yeah. just kind of stunned at the – I mean, the rule's a rule. You want to argue about P.I., we can argue about P.I. and – those sort of calls, offside is is offside, Andy, and that's yeah, that's not anybody's fault but Kadarius Tony. And if you're sitting there telling me the refs have to to tell him, the refs don't have to tell him anything. You're a pro. No. Line up on the right side of the ball. It's not that hard. Pay attention. Line up on the. It was the most of all the calls and non calls this year in the NFL, and it has been a horrific year for officiating, as we know. That was the stupidest one to complain on and make a deal up and what, holding you back to go to a, what are you going to do? Pat, you're going to slap an official get out of here. Was... He's just, you know what? I think he's on the path. Remember like when Aaron Rodgers first came in, he wasn't always like weird and self-involved and all that. I think Mahomes is in that route. It's got to be something. It's a problem. I wish we could have where, you know, you get 500 mil and everyone tells you you're wonderful all the time. <laughs> I'm sure it kind of messes with you at some point. Sure. I think Mahomes is that he's just, he's just a, 
I, you know, it, it, it's a narcissistic look and it's, it's bad. I think also if I'm taking this game, nine, nine point favorite, I think the Patriots cover this one. I think it's closer at home in a, in, in dirty, cold new England with crusty old Belichick. I think it's a closer game than we think. Yeah. That defense has been uh, surprisingly good this year for the Patriots. You won't talk about it because they're three and 10, but they've had some good yeah. moments this year. And, uh, as we know, there's one of the still one of the best scheming uh, coaches defensively is Bill Belichick and how to slow down offenses. So we'll see. That's uh, coming up on Sunday. We're interesting to see how the Chiefs uh, react after their quarterback had a bit of a meltdown at the end of their last <laughs> game. Uh, text line's filling up fast. No reason to uh, hold off any longer. Uh, you've got questions for Andy McNamara. You can continue to send them in, but let's get to it, Cam. It's time for another edition of Ask Andy. You've got fantasy questions. He's got fantasy answers. It's time for Ask Andy on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, AMC, ready to go, pal? Let's do it. Let's kick it off. Uh, We've got plenty of questions to get to. You can continue to send them in at 960-960. Andy, got two wide receivers and a flex spot open. Who should I sit between these four players? Rashad White, Devon Chain, Bijan Robinson, Saquon Barkley. Hmm, not a bad set of options there. Hmm. Okay, we're playing White. Uh, he's he's done a, a just a great job. I, I wonder with a Shane where, boy, Mostert's really popping, man. Yeah. I would think you know what? Out of this case, I, I would say sit a Shane. I, I don't. I, I feel you're going to be in a pretty good spot with that group of players anyway. But a Shane with Mostert being so hot, and it could pop a different way. It could. It very well could. But that's where I would go. Out of that group, I'd sit him. Uh, flex spot PPR league Pickens, Curtis Samuel, Quinton Johnston. You got to take Quinton Johnson out of the equation with, come on. I'm sorry. Right. With your Easton stick. No. Oh my God. Like if you, I think it's a bad year with Herbert. Right. Like, yeah, we, we, we got to take, so Johnson's out. Um, and who are the other two we got to pick from Pickens or Curtis Samuel? Yeah. You know what? I was looking at this week. I kind of got a hankering for Curtis Samuel. He's he's popped at times, a little inconsistent. I'm going to say Samuel with Sam Howell uh, this week over Pickens and Mitch Trubisky and the inconsistency of the Steelers. Uh, Najee Harris or Chuba Hubbard as running back two in a PPR league? Uh, take Harris. Hubbard just he he's just got no push. He's just got no you know. There's no in Carolina. I. I don't really want much to do with them. How do you feel with the Falcons uh, as a streaming defense this week against those Panthers, Andy? Excellent question. And I am personally doing that myself in one of my fantasy leagues. So I am on board with that. The Falcons defense fantasy wise has been sneaky good. And you don't think of it. Cause you're like, yeah, the Falcons, ugh, they're, they're terrible. They're all Arthur Smith. And get, but you look at what they've been able to do. You're playing the Falcons. Like, let's look, uh, now, last week was a dud, but the week be- two weeks before, 17, 12 fantasy points. Had a- another one before that, and the matchup is is dynamite. It might be the last week I use them, but I would feel fine going with the Falcons. Uh, Josh Jacobs or James Conner this week? Well, you got to track Josh Jacobs in that quad. I picked up yes. Zemir White, and so should everybody else. Uh, check if he's still there. He's probably gobbled up. I spent the last of fab, um, my, my budget there, going and picking him up because I am a Josh Jacobs owner. So I, it seems on a short, like, you know, I don't think that's going to be, I don't think he's going to be ready to go tonight. Josh Jacobs, there might even be, be an issue there. 
so you got to stay away from him and go get uh, go get White. Uh, fantasy football question: Will Levy, uh, Will Levis, or Kyler Murray as a super flex option? Oh boy, I you know what? Just big picture, real life wise, I really like how Will Levis is put together, man. Like, doesn't he? Just, he just seems poised, seems professional, um, seems to have the team. Like, I think if you can get a good offensive mind working with him, maybe an upgrade in Tennessee couple more weapons, that's going to be a good-looking team. You're playing San Francisco. Ooh, boy. I think Kyler might get shut down there. I think you go with Will Levis. Uh, defense, Dallas against Buffalo or Chicago against Cleveland? I wouldn't go Chicago against Cleveland, although I do like Montez Sweat. Uh, Joe Flacco's moving the ball well, so I think we go the other way. Uh, Andy, I need to put one of these running backs in. Which one are you going with? Uh, Zeke Elliott, Najee Harris, James Conner. Mm, I, oh boy! Again, against that San Francisco defense, I kind of, I kind of want to avoid the Cardinals as much yeah. as I can. So we got Najee Harris, and who's the other one? Uh, Zeke. And Zeke track Ramondre Stevenson because he, I had to move him. I, I have Stevenson in one. I had to move him out of the IR, so he's questionable. If Stevenson doesn't go, play Zeke. He balled out. Otherwise, otherwise you go the other way. Uh, another Zeke question here. Mike's uh, wondering. He's in a full PPR league. Does he stack Mostert and A-Chain or uh, mm. pick one and play Kyron Williams for this week? He's also got oh. Zeke available if he needs to throw someone in there. Kyron Williams all day. The guy's an absolute stud. Kyron Williams. Uh, what's the chances of the Bills making it to the playoffs, TJ wants to know? Uh, you know what? With that Miami loss, it, the window is certainly open, not just for the playoffs, but for the division potentially still. like That's not off the table. The Bills are, but they're going to have to start winning some games because tiebreak wise, like they are oof. I think that it, with tiebreaks, they're like 11th or something. Like it's yeah. like really, really bad on the tiebreaks. But you got things lined up. Can you beat Dallas? Like that's that's a, a big a big ask. Um, and then after that, you look at it and it's like, okay, we got Cowboys. You can beat your Chargers. Sorry, that's Patriots. Tough. You can beat the Patriots. And then it's at the Dolphins. So yeah. that's you know it's it's right there. I think to make the playoffs in the AFC, you're going to have to win 10 games. Can they win three more out of those? It's going to be tough. Uh, and I'm looking for some quarterback help. Jordan Love, Jake Browning, Will Levis are my options. I'm favoring Jordan Love, but what do you think? And I got burned by Jordan Love last week, by the way. I know. Oh, I, I'm super flex. I know. I had Mahomes and Jordan Love, and I got burned on both. So I'm extra salty towards Mahomes with that. The Jake Browning thing, like it. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like there's going to be a game where he gets like 10 points. And I, and is that against Minnesota? Is it against Pittsburgh? <sighs> Boy, you know what? That Minnesota team, they're right kind of in the middle of the pack. I think you play it safer and go with a rebound from Jordan Love. I just don't want to be the guy to tell you to play Jake Browning when <laughs> he gets figured out. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, it didn't go too well. Uh, this text is a uh, text I wasn't thinking I'd ever send, Andy. Do I go with Kyler Murray or Joe Flacco this week? <laughs> oh, what a time to be alive, Logan. Holy cow. Flacco or Murray? We got Murray. Oh, man. We got Murray versus – am I going to say Joe Flacco? It's a. It's honestly Logan. a fair question. It's a very fair question. Logan, damn it, I'm going to say Joe Flacco. Holy cow. I think you're right, too. I, 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 Things, Joe, okay, because we have to look at it this way. 
Flacco gets the ball out quick. The team believes in them. They're at home, and the Browns are 6-1 and one at home this year. Compared to the Cardinals who are at home, who cares, uh, against the 49ers that are just, just dominant. Now, Murray can always make something happen with his feet. But if I'm going between the two, I'm going to say Joe Flacco. Flacco fever, Logan. Let's go. Let's <laughs> I go. love that. Uh, give me a defense here. Uh, Jets, Broncos, or Packers? Jets, Broncos. Okay, I'm not going to. Jets versus Miami. No way. Especially after a loss. No way. Packers versus Tampa Bay. Maybe Broncos. Let me see. Who are the Broncos playing? Let's... In Detroit oh, on Lions. Saturday. Oh, my. You know what? Go Packers at home against Buccaneers. The Lions defense, they've really softened up over the last few weeks, especially fantasy-wise. So Packers are the safest bet. Uh, need one of these guys for a flex spot in half PPR league. Uh, OBJ, Taysom Hill, Keaton Mitchell. Okay. OBJ I don't trust and I don't like. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, home run. But if he doesn't hit the home run, you're done. Taysom Hill was banged up. Would have been a sweet Taysom Hill game last week with all the injuries. He is, I'm looking here, still questionable, still with a foot injury, did practice. I would track it if he does practice and is and is going to play Taysom Hill. If not, go with Mitchell. And in desperate need of some quarterback help with C.J. Stroud and concussion protocol, mm-hmm. here are my options this week. Ritter, Trubisky, Wilson, Levis. Mm. Ritter caught my attention. He 357. This guy's got a wild ride, man. Yeah. Like he can go off or he can absolutely stink. It's kind of the, you know, really what you look at with the, the whole Atlanta Falcons team with the matchup they have against Carolina. I say you go with Ritter. It's a bit risky. Cause yeah. again, I, he could totally bottom out, but Carolina is really bad. And they have nothing to play for. Uh, and the Falcons can still go for the division. So I think you go with Ritter this week. Uh, lots of quarterback questions coming in. Uh, Mahomes or Purdy this week? Oh, man. I'm going to say I think you go Brock Purdy. Um, I, I love – I don't know if you saw the <laughs> – there was like Brock Purdy MVP conversation. And it had like the circus clown music. Dun, 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 <laughs> and it was him like him doing a two-yard pass to Debo Samuel <laughs> or Kirschman. And they run for 40. It's like, yeah. What's that? But – Hey, fantasy-wise, it works. Cardinals aren't very good. I think you go with uh, with Brock Purdy. <laughs> That's funny. I got to look that one up. <laughs> it's, uh, really, it's really good. Another Mahomes question here. Andy, I'm seriously considering Russ over Mahomes this week in my two-quarterback league. Uh, <sighs> thoughts on that? Ooh. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to advise that. Uh, Russ has been pretty consistent in the teens overall. Um Good Detroit no, defense, too. At, yeah, like at this point in the year, at, you have to, if it's close, you err with the stars, right? Now, we, we, we're going to see what Mahomes is made out of. Okay, he's whining. Maybe he shows it and goes absolutely ballistic and shows that, or maybe he wilts like the sad little flower that he looked like last week. Um, it, it, it could really go either way. I'm going to say you stick with Mahomes, even though that offense hasn't been what you want. Stick with the star. Uh, let's try to get through as many of these as we can because we got so many questions coming in. Uh, Pollard or A-Chain this week? Number one guy, go with Pollard. Uh, flex spot, Montgomery or Thielen? A few weeks ago, would have been Thielen. He's been uh, 
Ice cold. Yeah, uh, ice cold. But then he kind of popped a little bit in Mingo, and then he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, go, with, go with Montgomery. He's still getting a good amount of touches in Detroit. Uh, Wilson, Howell, or Browning? Wilson, oh, I'm going to say Howell. Cause, just because they throw the ball so much in Washington. So, uh, Sam Howell. Uh, and you got to leave one of these guys out. Uh, Devonta Smith, uh, Adams, Pittman, Goff, Kyler Murray. That's a super flex. Ooh, I got to leave one guy out. I'd leave Goff out. Okay. Uh, McBride or Ingram this week? Ooh, Ingram's been decent. McBride has had better volume, though. McBride's had better fantasy production. The volume is really funneling his way. Uh, even with and with Kyler Murray back, I know it's against San Francisco, but what can be a good friend if you have a pass rush come? Just dink and dunk it to the tight end. So yeah. McBride. Uh, Prescott or Mahomes? Ooh, boy. Tough game for Dallas in Buffalo. That's what's, what scares me a little bit because I have Prescott on another team that I'm trying to figure out um, between him and Lamar Jackson. That's my quandary. Um, I'm going to say Prescott, even though it's in Buffalo and that location and weather makes me a little nervous. Uh, Wilson Fields or Kyler at quarterback? Will, I don't want, like Zach Wilson had one game. Russ, people. sorry, I should say Russ. Come on. Oh, Russ, well, okay, good. That makes much more sense. Yes. I don't know why Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm sitting here realizing Wilson's a popular name nowadays. Yeah, I should have clarified. Uh, no, no, no. I should assume it is always Russ and people wouldn't be going with uh, with Zach. Okay, so who, who was it? Sorry, Russ? Russ Fields, Kyler. Go with Fields. He can run on the Browns. Uh, Mostert or Zeke this week? Mostert, because he'll definitely start. Uh, Stevenson might be getting uh, a bit of a timeshare. Um, Andy, if that Chiefs play counted, how would that have been scored? A catch plus yards for a touchdown throw for Kelsey? Ooh, I think it depends on your fantasy format. That always confuses me a bit when there's like an extra player because some leagues, like some platforms, rules, leagues count it differently than others. Because it would be a lateral, not necessarily a throw, right? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, because it would, that's tough. You know what? I I think you just have to check your your rules because there's so many, you know, if you're ESPN, you're Yahoo, even you can set rules within your own league. So I think that's kind of a platform by platform. Uh, real quick, let's try to get as many of these in as we can. Uh, Prescott or Tua? Give me Tua rebound game. Uh, Swift or uh, Jackson Smith in Jigba or Judy in Flex? Oh, go with uh, go with Swift. I don't like any of these options because <laughs> Swift has gone down. But Smith and Jigba hasn't topped sixty yards. Hasn't scored a touchdown since Week Eight. Yeah, I, I go with go with Swift, but I don't like it. Jordan Law, uh, Jordan Law, Jordan Love, or Trevor Lawrence? Go with Love. Um, Lawrence's ankle, like, dude's tough. Like he yeah. looks soft. Like he looks like a surfer dude. You know, uh, <laughs> sunshine. That, that guy's tough, man. He's never missed a game. Played with that ankle thing in Cleveland. Threw a lot of turnovers, so he's not 100. percent That dude gutted it out. But you're playing the Ravens, so I would not play Lawrence. Uh, I think we're looking for two spots here in a flex. Comet uh, in Joku. Najee Harris, Terry McLaurin, or Deontay Foreman? Ooh, okay. Let's get McLaurin in. And I'm going to say Komet for the Bears with a slight edge over Njoku for the Browns, uh, who had a great two touchdowns last week. Phenomenal. 
but because the Browns have such trouble covering tight ends. And I think what Denzel Ward shut down corner for the Browns supposed to be back, he'll take care of DJ Moore. So fields will have to look Komet's way. Uh, Levis or Browning? Mm, I'm going to go Browning. Uh, sorry, sorry. I'm going to go with Levis. Uh, I, again, I just think something's going to happen with Browning. Maybe it won't be this week, but I'll say Levis. Uh, hey, Logan, Andy, Stroud, Kyler, or Stafford? Stroud in concussion protocol still. Yeah, I can't trust Stroud. Uh, so we got who, Kyler, or? Stafford. Mm. Rams home to the Commanders. Uh, yeah. yeah. With the, you know what? Commanders got rid of I keep thinking they have Sweat and, um, and Young, but they don't. So I think you go Stafford there with the softer defense. Uh, and last but not least, to wrap up a busy edition of Ask Andy, Pittman or DJ Moore, standard league flex spot. Give me Pittman all day. Denzel Ward makes DJ Moore have a pedestrian afternoon. Whew, that was a busy one, AMC. Uh, yeah. Week 15, the uh, playoff questions start coming out. Everybody needs to get mm-hmm. their advice in. If you missed it, and he's always kind enough to answer your questions on Twitter or X, however you want to call it, at AndyMC81. Make sure you use the hashtag AskAndy. What's coming up on the pod this weekend, pal? Oh, man. Well, right now you can go to on uh, YouTube, the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. Give a, a bunch of other waiver wire pickups that maybe, hey, maybe they're still out there. Uh, lots of quarterback talk there, too. So the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. And then Sunday live, 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, uh, on Twitter, at SickPodBrowns at AndyMC81. Probably going to start streaming live on uh, Twitter. That was fun last week. We did that. And Instagram at AndyMCSports. So Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, live. You get those questions in. You're the best, pal. Good luck to your Browns this weekend, Andy. Oh, thanks, mate. I just I hope your Chargers win, <laughs> even though I don't think it's going to be too pretty tonight. I want the Good losses. Luck. I'm okay with Give me a drip, better draft pick. Give me the better draft pick. I need that. Go Raiders. <laughs> You're the best, AMC. Uh, See you, pal. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Andy McNamara, our fantasy football guru on another edition of ask andy right here on sportsnet 960 we'll take a break come back on the other side back to the hockey conversation alish forfar joins us to kick off hour two that when sportsnet today returns here on sportsnet 960 the fan